Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Erica. Thanks very much for joining We Are Acuity on today's webinar. So we're due to start very shortly, so thanks very much for waiting, um, and I'll let you know when I'm going to be handing over to my colleagues. Okay, hello again. Um, thank you um, for your patience and good morning for everybody who's just joined us. Uh, my name is Erica and I'm shortly going to be handing over to my colleague Tony Adita. But I just wanted to let you know that if you have any questions throughout our webinar, we would absolutely love to hear them and there'll be some time at the end to answer those questions. Um, and without further ado, I'd love to hand over to Tony and Peter. Thank you, Erica. Um, so it's a good morning from us. I'm Tony Searle. I'm Peter Cronin. And thank you for joining us today. This is our best practice webinar focusing on retailer marketing. At this end, you'll be listening to myself, Tony and Peter. We've been operational for a little over 20 years. And for the last 10, we've been occupying the space between brands and their retailers. The retailers complete the customer's purchase journey, so it's absolutely vital that brands recognize this and support their retailers' efforts to market themselves. We help them do just that. We make your national and global messages resonate with local audiences. Just to set out what we have lined up, here's a quick agenda. I'll start off by talking about who's involved in retailer marketing and some of the things we see on a regular basis. Then I'll share a series of best practice tips based on our experience from the last few years. Then to add a little bit of the real world to those theories, Peter will take you through an example of a recent project we managed to show how it worked for one of our clients. And finally, we'll open up the floor for a few minutes to take questions you might have, as Erica just mentioned. And we hope that by then the questions won't be, what on earth are you going on about? All in all, it should be about 30 minutes or so. So having introduced ourselves, we'd like to say hello to you. And who are you? Well, this space is a little specialized, but it's also much bigger than most people imagine. Typically, you'll be working with a network of retailers of one type or another. Some of you, let's say the car and bike manufacturers, for example, you'll have dealers. Some of you are in bricks and mortar retail and will operate from greenfield sites, maybe high street stores or, or cooler shops, if that's your thing. And the franchises amongst you, well, you have your franchisees and they'll operate in a number of locations from a van and a phone right up to city center restaurants. The scope is vast. And finally, some brands operate a licensing arrangement with maybe hundreds of local agents. One thing's for sure, You'll each have different levels of expectation when it comes to the local marketing activities of your network of retailers. And who else is in the mix? Well, we can think of quite a few, each with their own needs, their own demands, their own agendas, and, and certainly their, their own worries. There's you, Global or National HQ. You're the one spending all the big bucks. You're building the brand. 
sales ops, they're driven by numbers. They want the network to hit target. It's all sell, 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 which is understandable. Your network of retailers, they're being pulled from pillar to post sometimes, and very often it's their own businesses they're running, not yours. You might have a field team in place. Local marketing is usually on their list of things to advise on, but in our experience, it's never top of that list. Then there are all the agencies in your world, from media, CRM, insight, events, advertising. They all have different policies, they have different agendas, and, and they'll definitely have different media preferences. And lastly, and most importantly, the customers. It used to be really easy to keep those guys in order before Google came along. And given that cast of characters, what usually happens? Well, let's take a look. There's often a distinct disconnect between the brand's aspirations and the retailer's day-to-day -day life. For example, you have long-term brand goals, but the retailers have short-term sales targets, often imposed by the brand. And while you're reaching out to the right prospects, wherever they are in the customer journey, the retailers are desperately seeking anybody that's in market. You're focused on your latest releases. You're helping drive the brand forward, but they'll sell anything that drives margin. And you want a consistent customer message at every touch point to keep your prospects on track. The retailers think their own name is bigger than the brand's. You've invested in expensive creative, expensive media input, but they have their own ideas about that, thank you very much. So what does this all mean? Well, it's friction. Whichever way you look at the brand's relationships with their retailers, their objectives are often the odds. And what does this mean? Well, You'll be familiar with some of the following, but hopefully not all of it. Let's take a look. The retailers, they're just too slow to react to your tactical maneuvering in the market. That lag is killing you. You have a field team, but they each have their own versions of your brand message. So the retailers will be hearing different things from different people. There's no consistency. Now, the world is more measurable, but your retailer's marketing isn't. If only they had the same tools as you when it came to measuring marketing performance. Your national marketing is probably, it's now heavily by digital media, but the retailers aren't up to speed. It's still quite shocking to see how many local level marketers shy away from the digital channels. C-suite, they've asked you what the network is doing in the next quarter. It's the question you've come to hate. If only you had real-time visibility on planned activity and spend out in the network. Those fancy films you paid for, they were brilliant. So why are the retailers trying to make their own? If they were using your assets, you'd be leveraging each other's media spend. And you'd love to give your retailers more marketing support, 
but there's been another round of budget cuts. That's the only time you're ever at the front of the queue, right? So what's the fix? Well, there is some good news and, and don't worry, there's plenty. Best practice can fix all these disconnects, even if you think some of them are out of your control. We're going to put all our best practice ideas for you into one of four sections, and we're going to start with engagement. It's essential that your network remains engaged with your programs. If you can keep them coming back, they'll stay integrated with your own marketing. And having them fully integrated with your own marketing is the only way to ensure the customer journey isn't fragmented or confusing for customers. We've got some great tips around best practice here. Having everything optimized accelerates success for your retailers and so for you too. In this data-led arena, it's almost a crime to ignore the rewards some of these best practice ideas can bring. And having an agile retailer team pulling the strings for you makes a hell of a difference to outcomes. Yes to data and yes to insight, but it's humans that make all this really work because not all retailers are the same. So let's move on. Let's start with engaged. Make your retailer support program easy to use. Your retailers tend not to be professional marketeers. They're desperate for help. We'd recommend an online marketing toolkit surrounded by an agile retailer team. This will allow them to go to market on their terms and at their level. And if they're using your templates and assets, they'll be on message. Make it easy for them and they'll keep coming back. Give the retailers genuine choice. They often feel they're competing with your other retailers, as well as rival makes. Provide enough choice to give them the chance to have local standout. Even slightly different versions of templated materials can make all the difference to them. So provide as many opportunities as possible for retailers to personalize materials beyond just their name. It gives them a feeling of control. Share your assets. You usually spend a fortune creating amazing assets, but are you making the best use of them? Are you adapting them for use at local level? Are you putting them on a platform that's easy to share and available when your retailers or their agencies need them? If not, they'll probably find and use materials that are at odds with the customer journey that you envisaged. Again, remember, not all retailers' marketing resources are equals. Some have this as only part of their job. The new digital channels with data-led prospecting are probably a cluster of jargon and fear for them. But you already know the answers. You've worked out what is and isn't successful. Are you providing the network with help around these difficult areas? A two-minute instructional video or a two-page PDF can literally mean the difference between a retailer leaving your program and staying engaged. On to integration. Use an online marketing toolkit. Um, it's, it's something I suggested a few moments ago. A digital asset management toolkit can be a really simple setup 
that provides a central depository for all your photos, logos, fonts, training guides, all your assets in one place and constantly up to date, easily accessed by your retailers. It will help them to help themselves and keep them on brand. A marketing asset management toolkit takes that a step further and can also host a range of marketing materials in as many media channels as you see fit, really, usually in the form of templates ready to be used by your retailers. But do you need either? Well, we really think so. We've never found a more efficient way of doing network marketing. It brings campaigns to life in real time and on time. And for every retailer, no matter how many you have. It'll sit at the heart of your comms with a network. It can host interaction, commute everything about marketing. And did I mention how many thousands it can save in production costs alone? This is an important one. Be multi-channel. There are lots of options available when it comes to um, a marketing toolkit. Printers and data brokers have some great systems, but they're usually designed to sell print or data, funnily enough. It's essential that your toolkit is independent and includes all the media channels. This will often be your retailer's only way to access some of the digital opportunities out there. So don't deny them that with free toolkits limited to what they offer. Every media space that you at HQ inhabit could be available and affordable for your network too. And you want them on brand and on message. Yeah, provide some planning tools. Um, providing a good marketing planner on the toolkit offers a number of benefits in terms of integration. You can show your own national marketing activity plans so that retailers can promote the same types of message at the same time. Giving retailers an easy to use and professional planning tool so that they can start to think ahead adds immeasurably to the feeling of professionalism and, and confidence out there. And it gives you visibility of planned spend and activity across your network to help inform your own planning. Providing some local business insights is, is a really good tip. There are some great tools available to add insight to local marketing. All can be made available on a good toolkit. The portal could be linked to providers like Urban Science, Google, or other geotagged data suppliers. It will help retailers to choose local media opportunities and highlight events and other local activities that they can plug into. It could also show them some sales opportunities and the availability of conquest data by postcode. Professional media planning has never been so accessible at local level. See what's working. On to optimization. By integrating a great toolkit into your network's marketing landscape, you could have a fantastic suite of reporting tools on the dashboard. This could feed back the data to inform any campaign optimization you need, just to increase um, the success for the retailers. Sales, click-through rates, footfall, everything's possible. Anything that's measurable can be included. It's like they'll have their own big agency input at local level. Act quickly, yeah. Typically, the landscape our clients and their retail network operate in is fast-paced and highly competitive. New offers are designed to match the market on a regular basis. 
it's difficult for most retailers to even keep up with what they should be doing at local level, let alone actually doing it. This is where the toolkit can make a real difference. Templates can be online and ready to go within minutes and retailers can access and deploy immediately. In fact, recently, we had about 130 executions go through in less than 20 minutes when a new campaign had just been announced. And that's something that would have required hours and hours and cost thousands of pounds without a good toolkit. Yeah, share your experience. We established that it's best practice to share your national marketing plans so that retailers can sync with you. But most often, they're unable to plan a campaign properly. They don't really have the resource or the skill or imagination. You know how media works. Why not tell the retailers? This is why we recommend producing exemplar media plans and campaigns. Maybe do them for two or three different spend levels and, and give them some likely outcomes for each of those spend levels so that retailers can decide what looks like good value for them. Share your money. Yep, I know it sounds lovable at first, but we've seen co-funded campaigns perform brilliantly, benefiting HQ and retailer alike. Just a small portion of your budget could be used in a 50-50 or similar scheme at local level. If they're performing, so are you. And often, this will be a reason for a retailer to come to the marketing party and then they rarely leave. Shared data. Well, it's one of the trickiest things to, to negotiate with retailers in our experience. We, we understand that, but things do seem to be getting better. Evidence of success is beginning to sway them. And because the retailer's CRM data is customer-based, the insight that affords in media planning is invaluable, resulting in reduced cost per lead and improved real-time bidding. Finding a way to work together with your network in sharing your, your data reaps big rewards. It's well worth pursuing. Finally, that agile team we were talking about. Having an online toolkit is only part of the picture. If you leave it on its own, you're bound to see it fail. It really needs a driver. Best practice is to surround the system with a dedicated team of experts, essentially the retailer's own agency. They'll be committed to making it work, can advise users in real time, and will be seen by retailers as impartial experts, rather than HQ taking control maybe. And don't forget, the savings we have seen a network make on production, creative, and media buying fees runs into hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah, have a proven and fast acting process. Uh, the size of that team that you need to operate the programs will be determined by a number of factors. Uh, the size of your product range, campaign frequency, and which media channels you want to promote. Best practice dictates that each team member has a specialism and an area of responsibility. Somebody with strategic abilities to review past data and agree insight and objectives with the client, then plan the campaign. You'll need expert technicians to prepare assets and templates, and most importantly, great personalities to liaise with the retailers, promoting new campaigns and supporting their activities on the toolkit. And they can feedback results into the start of the process, creating a perfect loop so materials are always being optimized.
Manage campaigns. By offering managed campaigns, you can shortcut the marketing process for your retailers. Simply prepare exemplar campaigns in the most relevant channels, ready to execute and traffic. Your agile retail team can activate these campaigns on behalf of anybody in the network, simply and quickly using the toolkit. It gets things done for those retailers who still don't have the time. Typically, retailers focus on the, on the here and now. They are often driven to this state of urgency by HQ's sales division, so it's understandable. For many, the concepts of awareness, consideration, and post-sale are quite alien. Best practice is to provide them with the tools to ensure they are marketing across the whole of the buyer cycle. Provide the materials they should be using and instructions on when and how to use them. It's amazing how much they can achieve for very little cost and be active in all stages. This is where an agile retailer team can really make a difference in advising, assisting and helping the retailers identify where they're missing out. Sometimes a retailer needs a reboot. They've lost their way a little with marketing and sales are really struggling. The Agile Retailer Team resource can be put to work specifically on their case. They could analyze their previous and current plans, prepare a SWOT of their marketing landscape and initiate a new way to market in their local area. These one-to-one -one retailer programs usually last between six and 12 months and always have a positive effect on every aspect of their marketing. So that, that wraps up the best practice ideas. I hope there were some thoughts there that will play into your own thinking going forwards. Um, I'm going to hand over to Peter now to take us through a brief case study that, that highlights some of these ideas in action. Um, Peter. Thanks, Tony. So that's the best practice covered in all four of those key areas, engagement, integration, optimization, and being agile. This case study shows how we deployed some of those ideas. As far in advance of this launch as we could manage, given copy dates and central creative, we produced a marketing and advertising guide. These can be executed in video, electronically, or printed. For this launch, we did all three. We still like to give retailers a printed booklet. It has an air of authority, it can be kept at hand, and it's really, really easy to flick through. We set out exactly what the brand would be doing at national level and when, then gave suggestions to retailers on what they might do and when. We included examples of the materials that would be available, which channels to use, and what the likely outcomes for the retailers might be for given amounts of spend. This kind of advice is often the difference between a coordinated campaign and no campaign at all. Making it simple for retailers makes it happen for retailers. Here are a few from Citroen C3's global launch campaign. I've shown these to illustrate the simple and yet memorable creative approach. It used a graphic alphabet based on road signs and motoring paraphernalia, and it provided all stakeholders with a foolproof way to fully integrate their own launch campaigns. Using the alphabet concept to highlight keywords, our creative team developed localized and personalizable materials in every channel that a local retailer might engage with. Whatever media channel was chosen, 
from email, optimized for mobile, to print for press and DM, showroom, local out of home, and all the digital channels. There are varying levels of sophistication with online toolkits, allowing you to tailor yours to suit your network's needs. We gave retailers access to a marketing planner where they could see all of the national marketing plans for the launch of this new model. On rollover, each entry included a more detailed look at the execution, including links to video for TV ads and images for other media. This gave them some much needed insight into the look and feel of the campaign. And then retailers mapped out their own plans to make sure they were in sync and therefore fully integrated. Local business maps to identify the hot postcodes and find new customers were also available, giving retailers access to tools that are rarely available at their spend levels. The toolkit had the best reporting functionality built in too, with easy to use dashboards. These are a real value add at retailer level. Having access to live results gave them real confidence in their marketing. And it gave HQ insights into what was happening too, right across the network. Imagine the benefits of being able to see what's being advertised and what might need updating or changing in real time by region, by retailer, or even nationally. Same goes for budgeting. The dashboard for the co-funded media scheme meant everybody could keep track of where they stood, again, in real time. It eliminated a lot of administrative time for HQ, the regional managers, and the retailers. But it was data integration that bought the big prizes and really optimized the launch. As this simple diagram shows, the brand's own bank of hand raisers combined with its knowledge of the prospect landscape was a good starting point. By adding specific data to the launch campaign from previous launches and model campaigns made targeting and reach even better. Third-party data, he was driving rival models of a potential changeover age, further improved results. But adding the retailer's own data at this potent mix reaped the very, very best results. Real customers provide an awful lot of information to help campaign modeling and optimization. Our agile and dedicated team that sits at the heart of the activity on and around the toolkit was absolutely key to making the launch work at its very best. Creating the templates that could be localized and personalized, being at the end of the phone to give retailers all the help they needed, both operationally and with the toolkit, and with local strategic advice. And the team also operate a one-to-one -one service for those retailers that had some commercial problems. Maybe they just lost their marketing person or weren't generating enough sales from their marketing spend. The one-to-one -one service is a great way to reboot a retailer's marketing. It provides a deep dive into past activity and it looks at the whole of the retailer's customer journey, an often overlooked aspect. This helped them identify areas for improvement. It was a long-term hand-holding exercise that resulted in better informed retailers with improved commercial results. Over to you, Tony. Um, thanks, Peter. Um, so, what have you seen today? What have we talked about? We've covered the importance of keeping the retail network engaged with your program of marketing materials and advice. We talked about keeping the retailers fully integrated to help them leverage your national spend covering these areas. And remember, optimization is key to accelerating success at local level. 
And finally, we looked at the importance of surrounding all that tech with an agile, friendly retailer team to drive engagement and keep everything running smoothly. So, Peter, has Erica got any questions through? Um, yes, actually, yeah, we've just got some questions through from Erica. Thanks for those, Erica. Um, so, the first question, how much will a toolkit actually cost? Well, that's a um, good one, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll dive in here, Tony. That's a really understandable query. Um, I'd probably ask this too. There isn't really a straight-up answer. Um, as you'll have seen, we've described a dozen or more areas of retailer marketing that would be hugely enhanced by having either a DAM, Digital Asset Management System, or a MAM, Marketing Asset Management Toolkit, in place. Dependent on the instance, though, some features will be more or less important when it comes to your network's needs. But regardless of which modules you finally specify, the cost of implementation is never, ever too much. No, that's true, because it will deliver on all the features you'd need, and the savings on production increased performance of your network's marketing will pay for it many times over. So, so Tony, I think in short, what we're saying is, give us a call um, or drop us an email and we can uh, have a look at your instance, really. It, it very much depends on scoping out your own personal needs. Yep. Um, there's another question here. Um, how many outlets do I need to justify having one? This well, like um, how many outlets? Yeah, how many outlets? Um, well, there's no maximum, obviously. We've got users who've got hundreds of outlets activated. Um, you can imagine the efficiencies of speed and cost there. But if you have as few as just single figures and they're actually really active with their marketing, then a toolkit will still pay for itself. And all the while delivering on consistency, obviously. But sometimes speed is the main requirement. Um, getting campaigns out on the street quickly, uh, a centralised toolkit, um, that will always be an ad hoc agency arrangement in, in that case. I think there's even brands out there, well I know there's even brands out there that use the toolkit internally for, for their own internal efficiency. Yeah, without a network. Um, the last question, how does it cope with regional variations? I'm going to dive in here, Tony. So the, the tagging functionality that most systems deploy can make all materials assets or even advertising templates visible or not visible to groups, regions, or even individual outlets. Yeah, those the more complicated requirements are actually where a click a slick uh, toolkit makes the the biggest difference. Actually, if you had outlets in Europe, then it's quite possible to have templates that could be made available just in those markets with the relevant language too. There, there are no real borders with this tech. So, so the system handles. Um, different languages and different currencies and different levels of, of requirements. It, it takes all of that sort of stuff completely um, uh, without any issues at all. Yeah, no, it's easy. Excellent. Okay, well, I think that's for that's it for today. So um, hopefully that's answered all your questions. We'll follow up with this on uh, on video um, if you wanted to have a copy to listen to later. And thank you for all your time today. Thank you.